Hello everyone and welcome back to Mental Health Monday. This is Leslie Reyes, author of The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle, and this is the Facing Fears and Shifting Gears podcast. This is a podcast about mental health and neurodiversity and how difficult times in our lives often lead to positive breakthroughs and changes. So today we are talking about my sixth Zen principle of good motorcycle riding habits, which is, if you fall down, get back up. And there's a quote here from Mary Pickford. If you have made mistakes, there is always another chance for you. You can start over any moment you choose. It's not the falling down that counts. It's the getting back up. So it seems like a simple thing to do, but I know I've mentioned this in more than one podcast probably now, but the first thing that comes to mind once again is when I was shopping for my first motorcycle and I was looking for a used motorcycle that, you know, had low miles and was in relatively good shape. I kept coming across motorcycles that had maybe a hundred miles, maybe even less than a hundred miles on them. And there would be like one minor scratch or a dent or a bent kickstand on the side of the motorcycle. And right away, I knew exactly what happened. The person fell down and they didn't get back up. Instead, they took the motorcycle back to the dealership <laughs> and pretty much just gave up. And, you know, when we're babies, when we're toddlers, we don't have any ego yet. There's no ego form. form. So we fall down constantly and get back up. And somewhere around, I don't know, grammar school, we start to become self-conscious and afraid. Well, one, you don't wanna get hurt and you start understanding that when you fall down, sometimes it hurts and you scrape yourself. And the other thing is I feel like we start to get self-conscious and second guess ourselves. And it definitely is something we carry into adulthood. A lot of times I feel like if we think we can't pick something up easily or we have a hard time keeping up with our peers or what other people who are trying to do the same thing are doing and they're just, you know, passing us up in leaps and bounds, we get this idea and it's really attached to ego like this isn't for me instead of, you know, trying to push through and learn something and then really being able to revel in the fact that you worked really hard for for this. So like for instance, writing my book, it took years for me. I was dabbling and I'd start writing things and then didn't really know what the point was and how did I want to tie this up? And I put the book down so many times and I changed the direction, but there's a lot of things I had. I started writing a lot of different books over the last 10 years, and it ended up becoming the Zen of learning to ride a motorcycle. It's a little bit about codependency because I wanted to write a book about codependency, and it's also about my mother and struggling with mental health and schizophrenia. So those are the two separate books I was writing that ended up becoming the Zen of learning to ride a motorcycle. And I think just like riding a motorcycle, there were a lot of times where I 
put the book writing down and was just like, oh, this isn't for me. I'm not a writer. I can't write a book. So I went to a book signing this week in the San Francisco Bay Area, and it was the lead singer from the Bangles, Susanna Hoffs. She wrote her first book at age 64. And even she, as somebody who was pretty famous, I mean, most of you probably have heard the songs, Manic Monday, Eternal Flame, Walk Like an Egyptian, that's the Bangles. And they broke up in like the late 80s, 88, 89. And then soon after they got back together, but it wasn't as easy for them to kind of, you know, get the same momentum that they had in the 80s. And I was surprised to hear Susanna Hoff say that even she had suffered from imposter syndrome when she decided she wanted to write a book. It seems like, you know, she is a celebrity. A lot of people know who she is. Um, and it's always surprising to me when you find out somebody who's been accomplished. You know, she, she fell down, her band fell down, they did get back together, they got back up, but it is so interesting to know that, you know, even she had felt like, ooh, should I do this? You know, a little bit of imposter syndrome, and she talked about, you know, the things that she did to keep herself motivated, and she just really enjoyed the process of writing a book. That's another one of my Zen habits, which is enjoying the process. And I'll talk about that one in another episode. But I do kind of think that when we do give up on things, there's two things going on. One might be legitimate, like, you know what? I don't like this direction I'm going and I don't want to go in this direction anymore. You know, I've fallen down a couple times, but you know, the truth is I kind of want to do this instead. I think this is going to bring me joy. The other is you fall down and you feel, I have no business doing this. I have no business, um, you know, being a singer, being a writer, being a nurse, whatever it is that you're doing. So I used to go to this yoga teacher in Santa Monica named Brian Kest. So like I mentioned, um, when I was shopping for my first motorcycle, I saw a lot of motorcycles with like one scratch on one side of the bike. And I don't know what it is. I really just think it's, it's, an, it's really embarrassing. There's no like graceful way to fall off a motorcycle. And it usually happens when you're in the, when you're doing slow skills, like it's much harder to drop a motorcycle when you are, you know, just riding down the street going 35, 40 miles an hour. It usually happens in a parking lot. And most of the times when I, rode my motorcycle and I dropped it in public, it was because my feet couldn't reach the ground, so I would have to get off the motorcycle and kind of maneuver it from the side. And it was super top heavy, so it would fall over. So I don't know what it is, but for some reason, dropping a motorcycle feels so devastating, even if you don't get hurt, and even if the bike is barely scratched. There is something about dropping a motorcycle that makes you feel like you can't trust yourself. So I'm reading, um, and this is from chapter six of my book, The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle, which you can pretty much get anywhere books are sold online. You know, there's something about dropping a motorcycle that makes you feel like you can't trust yourself. A mixture of fear, embarrassment, and dread comes over you. You consciously think, 
Okay, big deal. I dropped the motorcycle. I'm not hurt. It's not hurt. Why can't I just be zen about it? The anxiety of learning to ride a motorcycle for me was so bad at times, I'd find myself having full-on panic attacks just watching YouTube videos of my favorite moto vloggers. One time, I found myself having anxiety just looking at pictures of motorcycles on the internet. And I thought to myself, how in the hell am I ever going to be able to learn to ride safely if I break into a panic attack just looking at a motorcycle? So early on in my motorcycle journey, I pretty much dropped every single motorcycle I'd ever ridden. Um, when I started the MSF class, they had originally put me on a a Yamaha V-Star, I think it's like a little tiny 250cc motorcycle. So cute. And at some point, I, I know I hit the throttle when I, was, I pulled in the brake too hard and I fell over. Like we weren't really moving, I just fell over. And I was starting to get to that point. Like I feel like whenever I'm learning something new, I'll like take off really quickly in the beginning and feel like I'm catching on really quick and really getting things before everyone else does. And then as we get to that next level, everyone surpasses me. And I start to feel like I'm left behind. And I was getting really self-conscious and feeling like I couldn't manage learning how to, uh, I wasn't picking up shifting gears, you know, managing the clutch as quickly as everyone else. It wasn't that I couldn't do it. It was just that I was probably taking two to three times longer and I didn't want to hold up the class. So I started to get very self-conscious about that. I fell over on the Yamaha V-Star and then they put me on a 2011 Zero XU, which is one of the very first electric motorcycles to come out. They don't make them anymore. And these are kind of top heavy. The, the electric motorcycles are top heavy and I, I dropped that one too. So if I dropped one more motorcycle, I was gonna have to retake the whole course, come back and pay an extra $100. So um, somehow I managed not to drop any other mo motorcycles <laughs> during the class and I did get through it. Um, had I dropped it again, I probably would have been devastated. I probably would have been crying because I would have been so embarrassed. But I think I would have taken the class again. And that's just because it was just too tall and too heavy for me and too powerful. I kept accidentally hitting the throttle and on, a, you know, the electric motorcycles are always in gear. So you don't just get, you can't rev the engine. If you hit the throttle at all, the bike will go. So after I dropped the Yamaha V-Star and they put me on the Zero XU, and even though I dropped, <laughs> I like, I was standing in line and it like tipped over, you know, and it, it just was too heavy. So luckily I didn't drop any more motorcycles during the course. And then I got my license and then I bought a KX85 dirt bike because my husband really felt like I should learn how to ride a dirt bike first. Because um, you know, it's safe, it definitely is safer to crash in the dirt than it is on the street. That's for sure. <laughs> but it was a major undertaking every time we wanted to go ride dirt bikes. We lived a little bit more, it would take a little bit more than an hour to get to the air, the place where we wanted to go dirt biking because we were living in the city at the time. And so then you had to get gas 
you had to hook up the bike to the truck and we only had the capacity to tow one dirt bike at a time so either my husband was going dirt bike riding and I was going to be sitting with the dogs in the picnic area or I was going dirt bike riding and he was going to sit with the dogs in the picnic area so and I dropped that bike just as much as I dropped the other motorcycles so I got frustrated and I bought it I bought the electric motorcycle and then I dropped that like literally the first three times I took that out I drove it up on onto a sidewalk I kept hitting the throttle and you know when I was trying to brake and would whiskey throttle and practically kill myself and slam myself in the ground but I was just like no I am not giving up I had committed to this I had taken the course I got my license I bought this ridiculously expensive motorcycle I had a dirt bike in the garage like I had tons of protective gear boots you know I'd spent so much money on this stuff there was like I'm like no I'm gonna do this I tried to do it once when I was in my 20s it's a family tradition in the you know on the Filipino side of my family lots of my relatives I should say on my Filipino side of the family are ride motorcycles or scooters or something like that or have in the past so it was like I am determined to learn how to ride this darn thing and I kept falling over and I kept picking it up and let me tell you now that I have the right motorcycle for myself, I bought a Honda CTX a 700. It's less powerful than the electric. And I lucked out, I wasn't even, I was looking for a gas bike because I moved up to the mountains and the electric bike was perfect for the city. There was chargers everywhere, but there really isn't the infrastructure. I'm living in kind of a rural area now. Um, so I bought this gas bike and it is, it's a little bit lower it's it's heavier it's 150 pounds heavier than my electric motorcycle but the weight is at the bottom of the motorcycle so it makes the bike so feel so much lighter so much easier to manage and um i'm glad that i kept you know pushing through i learned on a motorcycle that was probably a little bit too difficult for me to learn on but now the now that i'm on the right motorcycle it's so easy and so much fun. I'm just so glad I kept picking myself up after I fell, literally, because now I feel like I have this rewarding experience that's at my fingertips anytime I wanna get on my motorcycle. So I'm just gonna read a little bit more from the Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle from chapter six. So, and I'm talking about the first day I, I took the electric motorcycle out um, after I, right after I bought it. So. The first day I took my bike out, I underestimated a U-turn I was trying to make and ended up going onto the sidewalk. Then I hit the throttle without realizing it and ended up slamming myself into the ground. I ordered some drop bars to protect the bike, put them on, and a few weeks later, tried again. The second time I took my bike out, I did the same thing. I was coming to the end of a parking lot practice session and pulled into a parking space and I felt a little unsteady as I was stopping. So to stop the bike from tipping over, I instinctively grabbed the handlebar, which is actually the throttle, and I nearly sent the bike into the stratosphere. A split second later, I was on the ground facing 180 degrees in the opposite direction, tires smoking behind me. The third time I took my bike out, I didn't even ride it. I was so frustrated about dropping my bike and wondering if I was doing that thing like, you know, look in the direction you want to go, not where you don't want to go. And I kept 
the, you know, the mantra in my head was, I don't want to drop my bike. I don't want to drop my bike when it should have been, I want to keep my bike upright, keep the bike upright. Keep <laughs> so um, I thought maybe something that would ease my anxiety would be if I, I watched some videos on YouTube about how to pick motorcycles up. Like, and there's a whole bunch of videos of little tiny women picking up 800 pound Harley Davidsons. And there's a technique to it. So I wanted to practice. I had my husband lay my bike down in the driveway on a, on a rug and I just picked it up. And then I had him do it a few more times and I just practiced doing that. And when you drop your bike in public, the adrenaline going through you is so strong that it's so easy <laughs> to pick it up because I have tipped over like there was one time I thought I put the kickstand down and I hadn't and I just whoop, just timber just fell right over so the third time I took my bike out I didn't ride it I put a rug down in the driveway and I had my husband lay the bike down on its side for me and I practiced picking it up by myself so that if I did drop it again I wouldn't be afraid of dropping it the fifth time I took my motorcycle out I didn't drop it nor did I drop it in the time after that or the time after that. So at the time I had written this, I hadn't dropped my motorcycle since, but I do have to tell you, I did drop that motorcycle a few more times. And um, I'm glad that I went and I bought another motorcycle because you know it was it's worth everything I went through. I, I am now rewarded with a wonderful riding experience. So, it took me a long time to learn how to trust myself after falling and not to relive my past mistakes and to ground myself in the present. And this is something I have to constantly reevaluate, practice and put in check in order to keep myself in that state of mind. So I had to fall down a lot, both on the motorcycle and in life in order to learn how to pick myself up again. You know, the, the last three really kind of go hand in hand of my last three motorcycle habits. So we're looking at um, four is if you break something, fix it. Number five is if you don't know something, learn. And number six is if you fall down, get back up. So those, they all go together because if you, if you fall down, you need to get back up. You probably broke something and you need to fix it now. And you might not know how to fix it. So you need to learn. So I kind of feel like numbers four, five, and six all kind of go together. But you know, it is, it's just a matter of pushing through the fear and going for the reward that you're gonna get at the end of the tedious process or the painful process or the scary process of learning something new. There's been many times in my life I was trying to learn something and I thought I was never gonna get through it. And then there comes a point where you don't have a choice. You just have to push through it and learn it. And it's always rewarding. And it's always like, I'm so glad that I didn't give up at that moment when I thought I was going to give up. So keep those three in mind. If you fall down, get back up. If you break something, fix it. If you don't know something, learn. And I hope that you have enjoyed this little talk with me today. So once again, my name is Leslie Reyes. I'm the author of The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle. And I hope you will join me again soon.